0: this podcast contains material of an adult nature it's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18 if you're offended by mature content please stop listening now the stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only no real names are used it's secondhand story time Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm your host, Will Kissler. Today we have something a little bit different for you. Every once in a while, I hear a story that's really good, but a little too short to make into a full episode. So today I've decided to collect a few of these, string them all together into one long episode. We'll kick this off with my roommate, Dan. Please Enjoy. All right, so I'm here with Dan, and he has a quick short story uh, that you heard secondhand, correct?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I heard this from a
1: guy at work. He said that his sister was either there that day, or it's a friend of hers that was there. So it it's pretty, pretty close to the, the getting. Okay, so it hasn't
0: been passed around too much. Right. Right. Okay. And, well, uh, whenever you're ready, please oh, okay, go ahead.
1: So, uh, this story, uh, takes place in a KFC, and, uh... It was one evening uh, a lady uh, came in to order some chicken and uh, well we'll just say she was a rather large lady and uh, she ordered a bucket of chicken you know the like you know
0: the big family meal plan comes with you know the all the fixins, right, and everything. Right, so probably like at least a dozen pieces of chicken. Oh, yeah. Like a big old tub of coleslaw and some mac and cheese and oh, some sure. yeah, biscuits. Oh, sure, yeah. Had the biscuits and, you know, a couple different sides and stuff,
1: and she goes and she orders it and uh, the guy behind the register says, uh, so, uh, is this for here to go? And she looks at him and gets all mad and goes, what? You think I can just sit here and eat this whole bucket of chicken and all this food at one sitting by myself? And Without 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 any hesitation, the guy behind the counter goes, "What? I don't know your life."
0: <laughs>
1: that's like the perfect response. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, of course she's. I mean, she could have been buying it for herself, but right. I mean, he's just kind of doing his job. I mean, I'm sure he has to ask that to everybody. Yeah, and it probably wasn't
0: like a, "Hey, you're fat, and are you going to eat this here by yourself?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a great answer so anyway thanks for sharing the story no problem all right so here's my friend brian with another short short
2: okay so uh uh we bonnie and i had these um uh two friends that, that lived together and uh they had this uh cat this old cat named cody he was he was 18 months he was this old fat gray and black cat um uh gray cat with like black black spots and he was a really good friendly cat and uh but he was he was like 18 or 19 and so he was on his last leg right um and uh he got to the point where he couldn't clean himself off anymore so he was he was getting dreads and he was getting dingleberries (laughs) uh (laughs) pretty bad yeah that's that's kind of (laughs) gross yeah so they would have to uh you know clean clean the poop off uh, after he'd go to the bathroom and stuff and, and help him out. Well, and uh, That's what you do for a pet you love, you yeah, know? Exactly. <laughs> He's put in his tuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, um, and this is our, our friend Laura's cat, but uh, um, Stacy was, was helping her out um, with Cody. And one day uh, she, was, she was cleaning Cody off and, um, you know, cleaning cleaning his butt, you know, trying to get the poop off. And uh, Cody started to purr a lot. <laughs> and he was just laying there just going, oh, yeah. And then uh, Laura came in. And I was like, Stacy, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm cleaning the poop off his butt. And I said, those are his balls. <laughs> <laughs> so she just had the washcloth rubbing his balls. They were poop just because they were black. Um, so then every time uh, Stacy would come to the room after that, Cody would flop on his side and lift up his leg for her.
0: <laughs> uh, good cat. Okay, so I'm back with Brent, who's been on a couple times. Yes, I have. He has a short one for us. Yeah, just uh, really quick, more of an anecdote than a story. But still secondhand, correct?
3: Yeah, secondhand, I was not there. It did involve a group of friends of mine, but uh, I I wish I would have been here to see it, because it would have been funny. Like, me and my group of friends, we met in um, our Japanese class. I took a Japanese language course in college. We had one kid who ran with us who was two years younger, and so he kind of had that whole, like, naive exuberance of youth you know right and he was he was happy to be running with the big boys but we would tease him a lot as a result (laughs) but he he was taking a japanese language course and he had been to japan to teach english he did like the jet program and he uh was dating an indian girl and so this is a very a pretty worldly guy right Right, right, right. And uh, so we just constantly berated him for being a really big racist, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just because it was fun, because it was so not true. So anything he would say that was slightly stereotypical of another race, we would just get on to him about how racist he is. Uh, And he was out with uh, with two other friends of mine. I wasn't there. And they started getting on to him because he was talking about Africa, I believe. And so they were, they got onto him about how racist he was for, you know, stereotyping Africans or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, guys, you know what? I've had enough. And he stops <laughs> and opens up his backpack and he's carrying a map of Africa. And he goes, would a racist carry a map of Africa? <laughs> and just like threw it in the face. Like that was his, that was the ultimate, you know, proof that he was not a racist because he carried around a map of a country that wasn't his. A
0: m- map of a country?
3: Uh, uh yeah never mind continent whatever <laughs> it's fine no that's cool uh i i should carry around more maps obviously but yeah if you if you want to prove that you're not a racist just carry around maps and uh pull them out when
0: necessary i i guess that's one defense all right well thanks for sharing all right thank you Celebrity edition. all right here's brian and bonnie with a short short for us so whenever you're ready, take it away.
4: Okay. When I was living in Boston, um, I used to go out and drink a lot with my friends. And one of my friends uh, had been chasing this guy for a long time. And, and we'll call him the leprechaun. She, he, <laughs> she finally invites him back to her place and he accepts. They take separate cars. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been in Cambridge, but the streets are all convoluted, and it's not an easy place to navigate. And on her not many sh- street signs. Yeah, not many street signs on her right. particular street. Um, happened to be the street that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon grew up on, and she lived a couple doors down from their childhood homes. And okay. she's always the like, you know um, looking out for them, thinking she's going to run into them at some point or one of them at some point. But on this particular, like cold, like wet, like snowy night. And uh, you can barely see the street sign, and it happens to be pointing in the wrong direction because it got all messed up one time. So she decides drunkenly to climb the street (laughs) sign. She hangs off it, and she's, like, proceeding to bang on it, try to bang it into the right direction. And uh, that is the time that uh, Ben Affleck walks by.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you. No problem. So I'm back again with Kramer, who's joined me to tell a a very short story. That's right. And this is secondhand?
5: Uh, Absolutely, yeah. It's actually from my mother. She's a second grade school teacher in Miami, and she told me this story.
0: Okay, great. Well, whenever you're ready, let me have it.
5: All right. So one day a few years ago, it might have been, I don't know, anywhere up to 10 years ago, um, when when her students came back from PE class, um, a whole bunch of them went to the bathroom and went to get water, drinks from the water fountain. And then, you know, they would all eventually filter back into the classroom after about 15, 20 minutes. And apparently one of the boys who was peeing in a stall had decided to pee over the stall wall and onto another boy's head, soaking oh, him no. in urine and just coated in piss. And he, would run, he ran back to my mom's class and he was crying, dripping in urine all over the floor. It was disgusting. Oh, definitely. The, the story doesn't end there. The next thing, <laughs> When they came back from PE again, they did the whole thing, the boy that had been peed on the first time repeated the over-the-stall peeing feat onto another boy, also soaking him.
0: <laughs> so, wait, so he got peed on the first day, and then the next day he peed on someone else using the same tactic.
5: Yeah, he figured, you know, this is my revenge <laughs> on, on someone else. You know, they figured they just they found this new trick, and <laughs> I don't know how they did. I don't think I could do that today. It just it's my, blows my mind. Yeah, we're talking about like
0: a full-size stall door.
5: Yeah, yeah. The the toilets are are smaller because they're, you know, they're small kids. The toilet's probably about a foot off the ground, but the stall walls are a good
0: six, seven feet tall. Right. Wow. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I don't think I could. Uh...
5: <laughs> I don't think I could do that it, either. It, it, it never even occurred to me to do that. Let, to <laughs> inflict such horrible, horrible horror onto someone else, let alone be able to do it. Well, that's yeah, out great. Of all, out of all the stories my mom's told me, I think that's the one that's stuck with me the most.
0: Uh, I can see why. Well, thanks for sharing that.
5: <laughs> it was my absolute pleasure. All right. Bye.
0: All right. So I'm here with my friend Sarah, and uh, she has a short story for me. And you didn't hear this firsthand, right?
6: I did not see this happen. A friend of mine told me, and she was there. So... In high school, one of my good friends worked at a Hollywood video, and um, we lived in kind of a retirement community. There were a lot of old people, and so... There's this one old man that came in all the time. He was kind of one of those guys that was kind of smooth with the young ladies and did the old man wink and all that good stuff.
0: Right. So, like, maybe doing stuff that is only appropriate if you're a certain age.
6: Absolutely. No. Probably no one else younger than him could get away with it. And right. he was in one of those little electric scooter things that the old men drive Okay. Around. Like a
0: little rascal.
6: Exactly. I gotcha. I think it might have been red, even. Okay. Yeah. And one day, he was leaving, you know... The wink and everything. And his chair always set off the little alarm that they have so you don't steal the DVDs. Which wasn't uncommon because a lot of older people went into that movie store and all their chairs set it off. So they never thought anything of it. Right. One day, though, he was leaving and somehow nobody really saw how it happened or understood exactly how. He missed the little wheelchair ramp thing on the Mm -hmm. way out the door. And his whole rascal, like, capsized (laughs) with him in it. And... (laughs) Of his pockets and his, like, he must have been wearing a big jacket or something because this was in Washington State, so it's cold. Right. Um, All these DVDs just fly out everywhere, (laughs) right? So they want to call 911 to help this old man, but, like, the police also have to come because he's clearly been stealing DVDs. (laughs) Right. And then, apparently, this is in, like, probably fifth hand we heard, that after searching his house, they found thousands of dvds that wow. he had been taking from all the video rental stores around town well just the old man like in his 80s
0: it sounds like he uh, he figured out his racket and was really a taking advantage
6: yeah definitely definitely but he got caught by missing that that little ramp
0: uh, well that'll happen <laughs> yep well anyway thank you for sharing that story anytime all right so i'm on the line with uh with my buddy john and uh john you're kind of uh, wrapping up this show for me. Uh, say hello.
7: Hello, everyone. This is John.
0: Uh, glad to have you on.
7: Oh, dude, I've been waiting for this. This is so awesome.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And so, um, as you know, this show that I'm doing is a bunch of really short secondhand stories. Correct. And uh, we were at a party one night, and I was sort of giving you one of my favorites um, as a, you know, sort of an example.
7: Correct, because I asked you, what's your podcast about? I uh, you're like, I'm checking out stories, and you're telling this story, and I was
0: like, why does this story sound so familiar? Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and get it started, and you just kind of jump in when, uh, I guess, jump in at the point where you thought you knew where this was going.
7: Gotcha.
0: So, uh, I guess a guy that works with my roommate uh, was at a Kentucky Fried Chicken, and uh, there's this really, really big lady, this big, fat, fat woman in line, and uh, she orders like a 15-piece meal. You know, it's, it's a lot of food, more than any one person should eat. But again, she is just huge. The guy's like, okay, is it for here or to go?
7: Yeah, then, uh, then when I heard that, when you're like, a fat lady, like the <laughs> African-American lady, owning a lot of chicken, I'm like, oh shit, my friend Andrew told me the story, and then the, because she yelled at him because he, he said that I couldn't eat all that in one sitting. And then the customer was just got so upset, and he's like, bitch, I don't know your life. <laughs> and he she was just shocked. And my friend was in line, and he's like, oh my god, did you just say that? And the funny thing is that your friend was also on the same line, and that's, that's how you heard the story, and that's how I heard the story.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, and we had, and this is not, like, a story that goes around. I haven't, I've told this to a bunch of people as an example. Correct. And you're the, you're the only person that's ever been like, oh, does she say, bitch, I don't know your life?
7: And the thing, too, is, like, I've never met you besides at Geekscape, like, events. Yeah, like so we I like never talk to you on a regular basis. I met you, and we just need a story.
0: Exactly, and we don't really run in the same circle of friends. Correct. Um, like we have common common friends, but I don't think this person is one.
7: No, actually, my my friend Andrew doesn't like. He's not on the forum. He's no way affiliated with like Geekscape or any like of my Geekscape friend forums or forums them.
0: And this was the second time that I had uh, I had met you, and the first time was like a year earlier at another party. Yeah. I just wanted to say that it made my day uh, to be able to have that happen and so, yeah, uh, I was
7: so I was so shocked at how a story like that could be heard from two different people in the same spot and then told to two different people who meet at the same spot and be able to know that story excellent it's so great,
0: well thanks for coming on again to talk about it and uh, I'll have to get you back sometime
7: no worries, man. I, I got plenty of 2nd stories <laughs> alright
0: great thanks User feedback time now. Had a couple comments on last week's story. New commenter Bradford wrote in to say, wow, this has to be not only one of the best stories on secondhand story time, but one of the best stories I've ever heard. Bradford, I couldn't agree more. Another new commenter, Drewby, writes in to say, that they can't imagine how the boy survived for a week in the woods. And goes on to say, at least they fed him. Bradford Drewby, thanks for leaving comments. And that does it for episode 30. Big thanks to Dan, Brian, Bonnie, Brent, Kramer, Sarah, and John for sharing all of those great stories. Also, thanks to Bradford and Druby for leaving a comment about last week's story. Thanks to Druby and Alexandra for leaving some stories about some older episodes. If you'd like to hear our episodes, comment on some old or new shows, head over to secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can find links to subscribe, either through RSS or through iTunes, or a link to our Facebook group, I Like Secondhand Storytime. You can also find links to our Musician Gummery and our license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you'd like to receive updates through Twitter, you can follow us at twitter.com slash secondhandstory. To get in touch with me directly, write to will at secondhandstorytime.com. I'm always interested in hearing new stories, long or short, so if you've got one, feel free to send it to me. Thanks for listening, we'll have another episode next Thursday.